0: And then they saw me in a bra, and that was it.
1: What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons.
2: And I am Brad Blazek, the host of Single Podcast Theory.
1: (laughs) I just totally fucked up our little intro that I've done at least 152 times and totally mixed it up with my radio show intro. Basically, I came on Single Podcast Theory saying, what's up, Pearl Jam nerds?
2: You're listening to Single no, Podcast
1: Theory. Oh, I didn't even say that, did I?
2: <laughs> you didn't even do the Pearl Jam Nerds now. Oh my god. No. You totally threw me I just, for a loop. I
1: just said, <laughs> I just said you're listening to Single Podcast Theory, and I'm your host, Brad
2: Lyons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, We're back. I'll take We're it. We're back. How you doing, bud? Yeah. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a good crazy week.
1: Good Got a, to hear. a new job, which great uh and i'm just adjusting you know what i'm saying yeah schedule is a little bit different so it's cool part-time you working with some Hmm? good people though i guess right yeah man they're great about yeah good so new job that i'm digging uh i don't know man played played my first show since all this went down last week yeah and that was, I think, I almost cried. Yeah, uh, I and it could have been. It was even better because I like the music. I was like the the artist I was playing for. Um, yeah, I really liked music, and and it was like a it was a big stage. It was a good crowd. It was outdoors. It just felt good to play again, man.
2: Yeah, I bet. I don't know what else to say. Oh good. Was everyone properly masked up and social distancing? Yep. Yep. <laughs> For sure.
1: No, I actually oh, felt good. I was really good. nervous about it, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. so looking forward to playing, but at the same time, I was a little nervous. And, uh, right. but not in that way of like, I'm just going to walk into this place and then I'm going to, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I'm a relatively healthy person, actually. And, uh, I kept masked up uh, walking through the crowd or whatever, but like on stage, there's right. so much space on the stage
3: right. that yeah. I didn't have
1: to wear a mask on stage. Um, I don't know. There's different areas where it's like, there's certain people that were there that are just kind of part of my my pandemic crew in in the sense that, I don't know. I've got obviously my actual family that's part of my circle during all this, but... There's other right. people that I work with all the time that's just like, I just consider them part of family. So mm. we could all go somewhere together, you know, grab a table or something right? and right. take the mask off and be distanced from each other and just hang out. And it's not quite like normal because it's not, but it felt really good right. to be able to do it. And I didn't leave yeah. feeling like, oh my God, what have I done? I'm infected. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: So yeah. I don't know. There's a way to do it. There's a way to be smart. It's a weird... Yeah. It's a weird thing going out these days. It is. You know? The thing is, I don't ever
1: go out anymore, so that part of it didn't really change for me. But all that to say, man, I did get to play a show, and it made me super happy. So Cool. I think I'm still kind of living off the buzz from that a little bit. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, man. Good to hear. Well, everybody... I'm Brad, he's Brad, and this is an All Pearl Jam podcast. Just so you know. We are 152 episodes in, so most of you guys, I would imagine, already know this. That's why you're listening. But in case you're new, we are an All Pearl Jam podcast.
2: You wanna know but what? But we, we need to talk about a non Pearl Jam person. Oh boy. Who recently passed away. Oh, uh, who are we talking that about? That just kind of fucked me all up. Eddie Van Halen. Oh yeah, man, that's a big deal. Uh, that was uh, it was just a couple days after our last episode came out, so we didn't really have a chance to talk about it. But, True. Man, that was that was rough. <sighs> that was hard on you. Yeah, I get it, man. Yeah, I mean, one of the my like one of my earliest memories that has to do with music was. You know, my sister had nineteen eighty four on vinyl and I was like nine years old and I would just put it on and sit like with my bed. We had one of those giant like stereos with the with the record player like in the center and the speakers were on either side. It was kind of flat, kinda of like a coffee table looking thing. Does mm-hmm. that you know what I'm talking about? I think so. <clears throat> and I would just sit in front of that. And when the song 1984 comes on, it's some kind of weird like synthesizer thing. I didn't know what the hell like was happening right <laughs> like my, I didn't know what this these sounds were. you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but and then jump would come on and it was like pff, I just like and I've you know, I've just been a Van Halen fan my whole life, so that one was that one was pretty rough.
1: Yeah, sorry, know. dude. I mean, I can't—I uh, don't feel the same way about Eddie Van Halen specifically, but over the last few mm-hmm. years, I mean, there's definitely been lots of people that have passed that, um, you know, it was like, oh, God. It's so weird that they're just a person that I don't know that just makes a thing. Right. But I feel certain yeah. people—I feel a certain sense of loss when they die. Like, I felt that way about Bowie. Yeah. I felt that way about right. Um, a few people, but— it, yeah, for him, me, I'm one of those people that, and I I get it. Like, I totally understand. I think it's a big deal. You know what I mean? It's not that. Yeah. It's just that I don't, I never had that kind of a connection with Van Halen, like, at all. I thought it was cool. Oh, wow. I thought it was whatever, but, like, it never made, they were never one of the bands that made me want to play.
2: Oh, wow. So. That's crazy to hear, because you're a guitar player, and, like, yeah. he was the man. Oh, he's the shit. He's great. So <laughs> I just have
1: zero interest in that thing that he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just like that. there's great jazz players that I look at and I go, oh, my God, they're fucking right. insane, but pff, I'm never going to listen to it.
3: You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. I don't, it just doesn't <laughs> yeah. move me yeah. that way, you know?
2: Yeah. Now, uh, well, Part of it too is this whole vinyl thing I've been going through. Yeah, pretty much this whole year. Like Van Halen was is one of the bands that I've been trying to get every album. Oh, that's cool. And I have all of the Dave Lee Roth stuff. Oh, right on. So, so you it's gotta get like the, that the Hagar, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's like uh, I've been because I don't have a huge collection. So I've been listening to those old records mm. Van Halen stuff a lot the last whatever 6 months. Yeah, but like I said I've always been a fan of them. So that was just I don't know. It was it was weird. So It's a big deal. He's definitely
1: like kind of the only to me, the only true icon of that kind of playing and um because he, I, I don't know. There was something different about him for me than the other shredders.
2: Well, yeah, the, I mean, he, he could, he could shred. He could play all that crazy shit, mm-hmm. and he kind of played so different than any anybody else at the time. But he also had those songs, right? You know, it wasn't just like that's um, what I mean. It wasn't like,
1: just like Steve Vai or. Right, Satriani, just fucking bullshit. Like <laughs> noodling, right? He had like a sense of structure and melody, and he was a great yeah. writer. And yeah, and some of the, I, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like he played a lot of the keys stuff too. Like he, oh, totally. He great that's piano that's player. what I was.
2: Yeah, totally. That's what I was just gonna say. I mean, when Sammy joined the band, they they totally moved into a lot more synthesizer piano style stuff. And I'm one of these people that I love. I love both versions of the band. I love the Sammy Hagar stuff. It's totally different. I mean, it's... Oh, sure. It totally sounds like two different bands, you know? mm mm-hmm. um, But I love both versions of them. For sure. And yeah, I mean, the piano stuff, obviously he's always going to be known for the guitar, but some of those piano riffs are, I don't know how you say that, but like... Those songs with the synthesizer music are fucking incredible too. Yeah, I mean you got uh, a synth
1: part like jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that's you know exactly what's happening when that when you hear that. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. But then it's stuff yeah. like um what's the name of that s- uh example of the 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 Van Hagar shit like uh what's the name oh, of that? There's a song, song called Dreams.
2: Right Right now,
1: yeah, I love. I mean, I loved that piano part when I first heard that. Mm -hmm. I was like, "What? This
3: is Van Halen." Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, different, different flavors. Like them both. I mean, then the stuff he played on, you know, he played on Michael Jackson shit. He played on, yeah, he played on a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge loss, man. But. I don't know. I'm glad he's not, uh, I guess, for me to wrap up with that whole thing is he's been dealing with the cancer thing for a long time. Yeah. I mean, he's He got he got diagnosed, what, like, it's been like 10 years, hasn't it?
2: At least, yeah. Longer? But see, he he had surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, like, throat cancer or, t- like, cancer in his tongue. Right. And he had surgery, and I, I thought he it went away. But I guess in the last three or four years, it's come back. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it was just kind of a shock because he was only 65. Well, that's and the thing. I mean, that's... Hadn't a... really heard anything yeah. about it in the last few years. They toured in 2015, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: man. Well, it's but. sad. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But we still got the music for sure. Yeah,
2: totally. So. Oh, that's all I've been listening to. It's like I bet, all yeah. I've done. I just made like a a, a list, a uh, playlist of everything on their discography, and I just put that on shuffle. Yep, I did the same
1: thing when Bowie died. I did the same thing when Leonard Cohen died. I yeah, get it, man. Um, but. all right, well, let's move on to to greener pastures here. Yeah, you want to do that? Maybe get into some yes. listener yeah. emails.
2: Mm, wow. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: All right, if you'd like to email the show, our email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. You can say hey on social media. And, of course, you can support the show over at patreon.com slash singlepodcasttheory. P a t r u n dot com slash singlepodcasttheory. So with that, let's get into some motherfucking emails then.
2: You going first? Uh, Well, we did get a couple new patrons. You want to go ahead and do Since that? Last time we spoke, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Did you forget? Um, uh, just don't pay attention. Maybe you should run the show today. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Because obviously all I'm right. all fucked up. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Dean McGowan signed up over there. Thanks, Dean. And an uh, uh, OG listener. I'm I, I recognize this name. I'm not sure if you do, Sue D'Amato.
1: Oh hell yeah. Does that
2: name ring any bells? Yeah. I oh, know yeah. Sue. Of course. Damn right. <sighs> thanks, Sue. So yeah, Dean and Sue, thank you so much for signing up over at Patreon. And thanks to all our patrons for for keeping the keeping this rolling. Hell yeah, man. Putting putting gas in the tank, keeping the lights
1: on. <laughs> however you want to put it. You guys uh Help us a ton and make things so much easier. So we appreciate that.
2: Yes, thank you.
1: All right, let's get into it.
2: All right, let's do some emails. Our first email comes from Scott Redford. Good day, Bradvis and Bradhead. Yeah, I like that one. Butthead, (laughs) that's a good one. Uh, Thanks for the shout out. Glad to be on board. I'll try and keep it brief, but a couple of tidbits. I came to Pearl Jam perhaps unusually through binaural. I was 14 when it came out, so ripe for the musical picking. The boom of the kick drum on Light Years grabbed me hard, and I worked my way through. I worked my way back through their catalog from there. I was pushed to name my favorite Pearl Jam song recently. Uh, I landed on the end. Whoa. A weird choice, I know. Yeah. A weird choice, I know, but it's one that consistently moves me the most. uh, Apologies if I'm forgetting it. I know you've done your album list plenty, but have you tried doing a straight favorite song list, say number one through five, the Brad's Desert Island Discs? That'd be cool, man. Yeah, totally. Um, But it would probably be... Well, we've done... What did we do? Man, we did a list like that early on, didn't we? Our our top ten songs. What did we do? Oh, yeah, you're right. We, when we well, were together. We were in the studio together and we did. Or did we do al- album right? Or was that? Hmm. <sighs> I don't remember. No, we've I think it was, it was song. Thing. Yeah. I th- it was the one that was so hard to do. It was songs. It had to be our top ten favorite oh, we've songs. We've definitely done that, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> it was, so, that was a bitch. so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he goes on and says, I bumped into McCready in the street in Prague in twenty twelve. He was with his kids, so I didn't approach him. Every now and then I wonder if I should have tried for a quick chat. That's like the ultimate like question. Do you I don't... do you go up to him? I don't know the answer to that question
1: for him, but I think it's kind of badass that he saw he was with his kids and decided not to say anything to
2: him. Totally. Yeah. I think you do the, you try to, I think the best thing to do, going back to Eddie Van Halen, do the thing where you don't, you pretend you don't know who they are. And you just like, hey man, can you take a picture of me? I'm in Prague. Can you get this, you know? Historical monument that's behind me. Like you just ask him to Brad, do it. <laughs> what? That is
1: such. What? Oh, fucking weird. Like just ask him for the goddamn picture at that point.
0: You just, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? What are
1: you doing? You coming up with this? <laughs> This like imaginary well, <laughs> scenario, here's what I'm going to do.
2: Somebody you... did this to Eddie Eddie Van Halen at a Tool concert, but he wasn't pretending. He really didn't realize it was Eddie. Right. So he was like, see, he went up to him and was like, can you take a picture of me? Hold on. hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. You don't even have to go any further. That's why that's a good story, is that he didn't know he was walking up to one of the greatest guitar players of all time we we talk about the Eddie Van Halen story. Right. That's what's endearing about it. For a guy to create a scenario (laughs) in his head in order to backhandedly get some time with one of his favorite guitar
2: players, Mm -hmm. just go up and ask him, just say, hey, I love you, man. Can I have a quick picture? It's cool if not. No, but look, I don't want to make him, I don't want to weird him out and be like, oh, dude, I'm such a fan. So if I just act like he's a regular guy. But I still get a moment with him. What I love about this no. scenario
1: is that you would do this with a Pearl Jam shirt on. <laughs> you, you'd be wearing some fucking tour shirt from one of your mini shows and walking up to Mike McCready acting like, you don't know who the fuck is. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, you mind taking a picture for us? Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, Brad, love it, love the way your brain works. Man. All right, All right so let's get back to
2: it. <laughs> uh, he also says I was in London for work in 2017. I saw Vetter was doing a show, so went to try my luck with the scalpers. As it was sold out, they were asking an arm and a leg for shit seats. So, so I tried Plan B. Now, you listen to this. You got to tell me if this would work. I went up to the guest list desk and said. I've been stood up by the record company. Don't have any spares left, by chance, do you? They charge me twenty-five quid for a seat, about ten rows back. Meaning tenth I mean, row. <laughs> yeah. Now let me tell you something. As someone,
1: I mean, obviously it worked, but I—that's right? shocking, though. They had someone. They had an idiot behind the counter, and and it, okay. it worked out, and uh, in Scott's favor here. Yeah. That's wow. pretty amazing, because I'm yeah. the king of, uh, you know, it's this weird thing where but the backstage area, those kind of areas, backstage, ticket desk, we'll call kind of shit, any of the behind the scenes stuff, there's just like, I, I know that a lot of places I can just walk into areas because
3: mm-hmm.
1: I'm comfortable look, there, and I look comfortable there, yeah, and I look like right. I'm supposed to be there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but if you're not, that's it's hard to get away with stuff like that. Those people right. kind of go, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs>
2: right.
1: You know, it's a good on. I don't know Scott. though.
2: I was I I I was put on a, a guest list once, and I went up, and the guy, he was just some dude working at the venue. Like he didn't know who the band was, and I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm on the guest list," and he's like, "Oh, they haven't brought the list up here yet." And I was like, "Okay, I'll come back." And it was like, "I could do, I could do the same thing." Like an hour later, I could have, I could go up there and be like, "Hey, I'm on the list." And they're like, "I don't see your name." I could be like, "Oh man, you know, Joe Blow said he was going to put me on the list. Can you help me out?"
1: Yeah, see what happens. There's all. It's very normal too to uh, hold tickets back. Right. Through the management yeah. band and stuff like that. And if it's close yeah. enough to Showtime, I don't know if that was mm-hmm. – He didn't say anything about that, right? No, but I mean – If it was right up at Showtime and he asked that question, it might have just been a matter of like, yeah, we've got these extra seats. We'll charge them $25. bucks. they are not going to get right. used anyway. You know what I mean? The band didn't right, need them. Right. Or the management didn't got need us. them. Whatever. Yeah. Either way, start, that's a pretty badass. I'm going to
2: start – Using that, yeah. Uh What a show. Like Lions, I had been a little reluctant on his solo stuff, but after seeing that, uh after, after seeing that, <laughs> you son of a bitch, I wish you hadn't said anything to me about know, flubbing because now every little, whoop, like, I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, you can see you had my had disappointing frown. Face. Yeah, yes, yes. Yes, oh God. Now I got to edit as that I, As I annoyingly
1: <laughs> hit my button for a marker yes, to drop.
2: yeah, exactly. <sighs> Mike Lyons, I had been a little reluctant on his solo stuff, but after seeing that, I can't really remember why. The singer of your favorite band playing some of... The- of their songs stripped back some of his own songs and a handful of covers pretty fucking good, really. So I would encourage you to take the chance to see him solo. If you ever get the chance, uh, one last thing that may tickle you. My father is Robert Redford. We do call him the Robert Redford, but rather than a dapper and charming rea- uh, retired actor in Utah, he is a dapper and charming retired civil servant in tu- Takapuna, New Zealand sorry if that gets him back in your dreams (laughs) cheers scott robert redford (laughs)
1: that's awesome (laughs) um i I will say one thing though real quick uh i i've changed my tune on the solo stuff i'm not Mm. i'm not saying i'm like listening to it all the time or anything like that but if i ever do get a chance to go see him solo i am gonna try and do it for sure
2: yeah wow uh i had tickets to see him but speaking of van halen uh, I was supposed to see him, Eddie, Eddie Vedder solo the night before I saw Van Halen in 2012. And Eddie, I think, broke his wrist, broke his arm mm-hmm. and had to cancel that tour. Or re, what do you call it? Reschedule Redo that tour. Uh, reschedule. And since I was out of town, I didn't go back to Oklahoma to see the rescheduled show. So that sucks. That does suck. You suck, Brad. I do.
1: No, you don't. (laughs) Thanks, Robert Redford. (laughs) Scott Robert Redford. Um, All right, we got another email from, we got two more emails. We've got Brian LeBlanc, who is a new listener. He says, hi, Brad's. I discovered your podcast over the last couple of weeks when I decided to get off of all social media sites. I've never been a podcast guy before. I listened to episode number one and you guys remind me of myself. Being the way that I am, I had to listen from the beginning, so I'm still back in 2017 (laughs) with you guys. Hopefully I can catch up soon. I'm 46 years old and have been a fan, in quotes, from the beginning. I first heard the boys in high school while waiting for my then girlfriend in a parking lot to get off from work. I listened to our local college radio station back then, Vol State Radio, to catch new music Tennessee boy volstate uh i remember hearing mike's solo for alive the very first time and it blew my fucking mind i went out and bought the cd the next day at turtle's record shop and told everyone in my tiny high school mount juliet tennessee all about this new great band i checked uh, i checked the stores weekly for new cd singles because of the b-sides etc because of the b-sides etc For whatever reason, I never joined the Tin Club until last November. I still kick myself about it. I'm a huge concert goer, but oddly enough, even though Pearl Jam is my favorite band, I've never seen them. I had tickets to see the boys in Nashville in 2000, but was going through a separation with my now ex-wife who sold them. Brutal.
2: Mm. Ouch.
1: Man. Uh, in 20, uh, in 2004, when they returned, I was broke from child support and alimony. So when they were finally going to come back in 2020, I just had to make sure I went. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Yeah. That turned out finally. (laughs) I know. And then, uh, I got two tickets and told my wife that she was going, even though she isn't a huge fan. I was hoping that seeing them live would make them important to her, but at least I wanted to have my religious experience with my wife. I consider myself, myself. he says, I consider myself Church of Vitology, LOL. <laughs> and then, of course, COVID has ruined that for me. Hopefully, it gets rescheduled for <laughs> 2021. Man, you mm. just keep getting knocked down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said, oh, he is back in 2017. He said, anyway, I recently heard your first top 10 rankings. Uh, so he did his. I'm just going to read them real quick. Number one. Oh, dude. What?
2: You can read them quick, but we need to talk about this
1: this yeah, yeah, yeah. You're ranking. right. I forgot about this list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this
2: is. Oh, my we God. All right, about this. go ahead.
1: Okay. Maybe we'll talk for a minute about it then.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. So here's his
1: <clears throat> top 10 album rankings. Uh, I think I'm going to go backwards on this one. Yeah,
2: start with 12.
1: Yeah. So number 12, Get yeah, Done.
2: Hit him right away. What?
1: <laughs> Last place. Oh. Number 11, Backspacer. That's totally, ex- I mean, I expect mm-hmm. that. Uh, Lightning Bolt, D- I don't agree, but I get it. Lost Dogs, number nine, versus number eight. Mm. Vitology, <laughs> number seven. <laughs> uh, Yield, number six. No Code, number five. Binaural, number four. I love the, the high placement of binaural.
2: Mm-hmm. I uh, do like that, but.
1: But for Brad B. especially, I won't have feelings <laughs> as strong as you about this one. But number three, we're in the top three, bro. Right yeah Yeah. <sighs> Your favorite. Number two, avocado. <laughs> like. Number one, of course, 10. That's yeah. normal. Yeah. It's so. So first of all, when you, whenever in a few years when you get to this episode and you're listening to this, yes. Brian, yeah. I want to make sure that you understand that the way we just read that, I was not making fun of you or judging your list at all. But it is a very different list than it's we've super, gotten before.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, I. Where do I begin? I guess I get ten being number one. I yeah, love it. Sure. Okay. But then for versus and vitology to be seven and eight and fucking self-titled and riot act to be two and three, like where does that that like disconnect? It's such a I
0: wouldn't call it a disconnect, but
1: I would be interested in like Well, no, wait, when did no, he's been a fan from the beginning. Never mind. Yeah, say, that's what I'm saying. Is this like a someone that came on later? Because you know we all have people right. that are. I would get. Younger.
2: I would get that. Right. right. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. If you think Ten is your favorite album by them, you would think that Versus and Vitology would be kind of up there too. I disagree with that, but I hear what you're saying.
3: Mm.
1: I think that. I think that no matter where you come in with Pearl Jam, there's a good chance that Ten's going to be number one. But when I look at that, if I hadn't read already in the email that he has, you know, been around from the beginning, quote unquote, yeah. I I would have definitely taken Avocado Riot Act and just like assumed that those were back of the fucking bus.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: And man, Gigaton's a new record. I, I mean, if we redid lists again, it's not going to be the only list that has Gigaton at the end. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. That yeah. That would be
1: that, I'll, yeah I'll
2: give you that one. But man, it's just like, ooh.
1: no. But it, no. But to your point, that is what's interesting. Like, you usually don't have like the big ones. From what I gather from our list, is like yield vitology versus Intent. Any of the f- all any those of the always first... kind of like sh- there's at least one or two of those in the top five,
2: right? But these are all right. in the
1: top back back. <laughs> yeah. Seven.
2: Yeah. And Avocado self-titled which is I don't want to say universally but like you know a lot of people think Avocado is not as good as the rest of their catalog. Yeah. Would you t- say that's I know you I know like Clint loves that album. Wait, which album? But I'm album? saying Avocado, avocado. Yeah, uh, he doesn't Self-titled. love
1: titled He loves backspacer. I'm the one that kind of. Oh, likes, that's what I'm I, thinking. I don't. Okay, I do like avocado more than most people. It's still in the back half of my list, but okay,
2: right, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you pulled like a ton of Pearl Jam fans, avocado would not be number two or three or four on a lot of people's unless list. they were younger
1: and came on later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's like I said, we're not, it's, in, it's, it. it's a cool It's super interesting. Yeah.
2: And, again, what I'm, and again, 10, 10 being number if 10 was like four or eight, like, okay, I get it. I get where he's coming from. He likes some of these other albums, but he tends his first album. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying?
3: Sure, yeah.
2: But well, I, I, like I just them. thought it was super, super interesting. And yeah. I love that he put Lost Dogs in there. That's, I did too.
1: That was good. Uh, But I like this next part, too. I want to get to it real fast. (laughs) He says, uh, let me see what else ellipses. Pink Floyd is awesome. I've been listening to them my whole life. Suck on that, Brad B. (laughs) I've been waiting for an excuse to say that for so long. Thank you so much, Brian. Uh, Also, just to share other great artists that... I honor uh, their entire catalog, Rush, and local artist Will Hogue. Will Hogue's great. He's a great songwriter. Nashville dude. Uh, let's see here. All right. Love the podcast, guys. I hope to hear you discuss my email when I get caught up on the show in about 12 months. Brian <laughs> LeBlanc. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. I'm glad you're you're on the ride with us. And uh, thanks so much for sending that email, man.
2: Nashville. Nashville. Uh...
1: All right, we got yeah. one more from <laughs>
2: from Paul. Yes, uh, let me click over here. Paul James, new listener. G'day, Brad L and Brad B, and greetings from Pearl Jam. In oh, sorry, you should be greetings from Pearl Jam in Brisbane, Australia. What does he mean, greetings from Pearl Jam? Like. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. Probably just a typo. Oh, because Paul James. He's Paul. Oh, he's PJ. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) He got me. All right. Uh, (laughs) That
1: really did confuse me for a second.
2: It did throw me for a second. I'm like, is he in Pearl Jam? Who is this guy? Um, All right. I've always been an avid music fan, but never a big listener of podcasts, but have recently started going down that rabbit hole. (laughs) Sorry. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, it's fine, man. Dude, we're 152 I,
1: episodes in. <laughs> it's not the first time the dogs just, have barked. I know, but
2: I don't know why it, it made me laugh. It just kind of came out of nowhere. All right, should I start over? <laughs> I'm going to start you over. You do whatever you do don't, don't. You don't have to edit this, but I'm, I'm going to start gonna over leave just this for...
1: <laughs> but let's
2: go ahead and move on. <laughs> Right. I've always been an avid music fan but never a big listener of podcasts, but I've recently started going down that rabbit hole. Originally I got into Fake Doctors Real Friends, The Scrubs Rewatch podcast. Great fun podcast. Do you ever did you ever watch Scrubs?
1: A uh, little bit. Not I wasn't I, like I, a, all I, the I, time, but I listened to some, or watched some of it.
2: I hate that guy. So Zach I'm Braff. sorry. I'm yeah, That's I okay. can't stand him. I've tried. I, he's just, he's one of those good people know. that just. Him and Jimmy Fallon. Can't, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought I'd try and find a Pearl Jam podcast and originally found a State of Love and Trust podcast, which is pretty good. And one of their casts, they mentioned single podcast theory. Thanks, thanks, State of Love and Trust podcast. Hell yeah. For the shout out. Uh, I'm so behind on the 10 or 12 new pod Pearl Jam podcasts out there. Yeah. Um, I listened to your intro podcast about two weeks ago, which I loved the chemistry between you guys is great. And now I listen to at least a podcast a day. I've just listened to the episode 12 Chris Cornell podcast and felt I needed to write to you guys. Brad L. Thank you for opening up a little about your past. Part of the reason I'm writing today is that I've also suffered from trauma, depression, and anxiety in the past and still do. I'm doing well these days, thanks to counseling, and want anyone out there that is struggling to please talk to someone. Your discussion about these issues has helped me to open up and write this email to you both. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. That's I'm real. Glad, uh, cool. I'm glad he's. Yeah, I'm glad he's doing good, and he's right. If 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 you're out there and you need someone to talk to, just you know, find someone you can talk to. Just Absolutely. send us an email. I'll talk to you. Yeah, man. Uh. I'm a huge Pearl Jam nerd. I've been on board since I was 15 when I first saw the Evenflow video sometime in mid-1992. Then came the Jeremy video and I was completely hooked. I got a cassette copy of 10 from a mate, then bought Verses on CD the first day it came out. Versus is my favorite album. I've bought every album since on the first day of release and love sitting down on the floor in my bedroom or living room and cranking that new album up to 11 as I study the lyrics and go through the album packaging. They are the greatest live band, and I've had the privilege of seeing them once each time they've traveled down to Oz. Regarding the podcast, I'm having so much fun listening to some deep conversations about my favorite band. I'm so happy you guys have met through having a shared love of Pearl Jam. I find it amazing that I'm listening to a 2017 podcast in 2020, knowing that you've maintained your friendship and the podcast for about three years and around 150 episodes. I have a little OCD and feel as though I have to listen to your podcast chronologically. I look forward to seeing how your friendship grows from week to week and the continuous discussion of all things Burl Jam. I hope to catch up to the latest podcast by the end of the year and we'll drop you an email when I do. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on dance of the clairvoyance and gigaton. Hope you and your families are both safe and well in these weird COVID times. Thank you for this podcast. It's been so refreshing to listen to keep jamming regards PJ, AKA Paul James. Yeah, man, dude, we've got a new PJ, yeah, yeah. I wish I hadn't figured it out till the very end what PJ was. I kind of do too. <laughs>
1: I kind of wish that I had figured it out not said anything right. and let you just see how long it went. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Man, I gotta say this uh, in regards to PJ's email here. This mm-hmm. is like another... I was talking to a friend about this uh, and then we'll get out of the emails. But the other day I was talking to a friend um, and have other friends that have podcasts and stuff and... It is amazing to me. One of the things that I was scared about starting a podcast, and especially once it looked like we were going to, like, people were starting to really fucking listen, which mm-hmm. was kind of actually a, a surprise to me, is that, yeah, um, that we, that meant we were going to have to deal with a bunch of like asshole trollish type. Yeah, people with their opinions and, and especially in the context that we're coming at it from like, we are, we do not know everything about Pearl Jam. We just love them. Right. and want to talk about them and talk to, you know, all the people that write in and, and whatever, but we have, nobody's been a dick dude. Right. Nobody. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's been one person. There's people that write in and disagree. There's people that feel differently about different albums, all that kind of shit. But yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. Like that we have, th- we're part of this community of people and it's all unbelievably positive and kind and completely yeah, contrary to what you would think it would be.
2: Nobody's called the Pearl Jam police nope. on us, you know?
1: Well, it's that and people like share real shit. And I think that's pretty cool. Right. Cause that, yeah, it's just like it, it, it takes a certain amount of vulnerability for us to be able to talk about some of the stuff we talk about and put it out. It takes the same amount of vulnerability to write into a show. I,
2: you know, yeah. 152 episodes in, I think they like us. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I think the thing is, is
1: we all like each other. You know what I mean? It's like a cool, Yeah. it's this great, it's like a giant club we're all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So all that to say, whether you support on Patreon or you don't, or you just eat, whatever, like uh, everyone that has engaged with us has been super cool, and yes. I know we've said it before. And thank you, but we feel like we've gotten new friends out of this show too, and continue yeah. to get more. So, thank you, PJ, and everyone else that writes in. Appreciate it,
2: and and thank you, PJ,
1: and PJ. <laughs> PJ and PJ. That's it for emails. Again, if you'd like to e- email the show, you can theory at gmail.com. We're on social media. And if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash singlepodcasttheory. For that information. All right. Before we get into the episode topic for this week, for episode 152, there is some new Pearl Jam music to listen to. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
2: Uh, it's all right. <laughs> it's all I'm right. glad that this song didn't make it onto Gigaton. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it's kind of uh, it's not ba- it's not bad. I like the song, but it definitely has a uh, unreleased vibe to it. Yeah. So.
1: We haven't really set this up that well. We're talking about Get It Back. Mm-hmm. It's out now. It's, a, uh, I guess, an outtake, beside whatever you want to call it, from the Gigaton Sessions, correct?
2: Yeah. Yep. Written by Matt.
1: Hell yeah. Should, should we just go ahead and give it a listen?
2: Yeah, let's listen. We can, we can talk through it. All right, cool.
1: It's funny. I was just telling, now that we're recording, um, I was just telling Brad... Brad Blazik over here that I've only listened to it, had time to listen to it on my iPhone speakers. So this is going to be my first true run through of the song. Mm, So this should be interesting. Here we go. The, the whole starting off the song with the ride symbol reminds me of, um... In Hiding? No. Um... Oh. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: now that th- this song is playing in my ear, I can't think of the name. It's off of Yield. Oh my god, this is weird. Um, with the ride symbol yeah uh, uh, is that not in hiding? No. no okay we might need to start this whole thing over.
2: <laughs> no keep it all in this this is great. Oh, well, you have faithful you have no way faithful okay maybe that's what I'm thinking of not in hiding you're not thinking of
1: it in hiding how's no. in hiding start oh my God is this a pearl gym
3: podcast <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, good song. It's just, this has, like, Lost Dogs written all over it. Yeah, for sure.
1: I don't know that it would ever become, like, you know, if there's another installment of Lost Dogs. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that this would fit into one of my favorite B-sides category, though. Right. Yeah, it's just... It's a cool song.
2: There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's not, you know... The thing that, I don't know, surprised me, made me sad, was that when they announced this song, they said that Jeff was playing a Taurus moog bass. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be insane. Oh, yeah. Like there was going to be some crazy, like, you know, Rush style. No. Just going crazy. And then you hear the song and it's just... You know, just sounds like a regular song. Yeah,
1: regular bass except for some moe. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds terrible.
2: I don't. Yeah, you know no, I mean? it's yeah, just, no, you're right. You're right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel the same. It's not way. great. Definitely doesn't suck. It's cool to hear mm-hmm. a song that came from the same batch as Gigaton, but. uh We've had conversations about this on our kind of Gigaton episodes or whatever. Just the idea that there was evidently a ton of songs that were up on the chopping block for this record, Mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why we love Gigaton so much, and I still feel like it's a really strong record, is because um, they really picked the 10 whatever song best slash that work together best as a collection you know what i mean you can hear it yeah like a lot of bands are in that trap of oh it's time to make a record uh it's going to be t- we're going to do a 10 or 11 song record we'll see how it goes uh so let's start writing the 10 or 11 songs and it's like no you need to record if you want to have a good record, you got to record 25 songs that you think are good. And then you have to whittle it down to 10 or 11. Right, yeah. And that's how you get yep. great records, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like you would expect to be happy to get a new song, but a little lukewarm about it. And you can kind of hear why it didn't make the record. Do <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: I don't know. yeah. No, there's just nothing that like jumps out or is like super unique about this song.
1: Yeah. And it didn't go through so. all the same. It sounds like it didn't go through all the same kind of f- finishing maybe that mm. the rest of the record did as far as mix and master and stuff, which yeah. is normal. Still sounds great. Um, But let's move on into the topic. How about that?
2: Yes. Let's do it. Man, Pearl Jam
1: is getting old, Brad.
2: Yes. Thirty years. That's crazy. Uh this this coming Thursday. Right. October twenty second is their thirtieth anniversary as a band. Yeah. So this week we're gonna
1: talk about the Las Vegas show, uh, of the same day, October twenty second of two thousand. And we're gonna listen through some of the kind of highlights of that show or whatever you want to tee that up yeah they
2: yeah this was the mgm grand garden arena in las vegas i don't know if it's it's probably not called that anymore right everyone's yeah probably not uh no you know what i just looked it up and in march neil diamond played at the mgm grand garden arena
1: Oh, it's still called the Garden Arena?
2: I guess it's just... I always heard it as MGM Grand, I guess. Yeah. You ever been there? Yeah. It's a cool place. I mean, I hate
1: Vegas, but...
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there once, and I was... Where was that? I saw 311. At. Fuck you. 311 in Vegas? (laughs) It was 311 Day five-hour concert oh man yes <clears throat> um, what was the name of that place I can't remember shocking but it wasn't the MGM Grand <clears throat> it was down at the one end like all the way down at the at the other end of the strip does that help Does that help you remember? oh yeah that's great I have the strip don't you, memorized. Don't you know <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh, All right. Anyway, yeah, this was uh I mean this wasn't billed as like, you know, fireworks and this like tenth anniversary show. I think they just happened to be playing that date during the binaural tour. And you know, they didn't they talked about it. I think there was really like uh I'm sure fans knew, you know. Sure.
1: Oh, was that? Were you done? <laughs> you did not morning, sound bro. like you, you were done. <laughs> and then it was just silent. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. So the Eddie talks about it a little bit during the show that they're kind of, um, what does he say? They're kind of tense or something. There's like anxiety in the air. I can't remember his exact words, but... Mm-hmm. He he mentions it and then later on he goes into it more in depth about the fact that they've been together for ten years. It's a pretty good show. That's cool. For ten years. Yeah.
1: Wait, what? What? In two thousand they were together and for Oh God, that is ten years. Holy shit, it's twenty twenty. <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> but I looked at that That's I was like r-
1: ten years. What are you talking about? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Holy god. Okay. I just had a moment. <laughs> Oof, yeah, that that's the crazy thing to think this was this was 20 years ago. Yeah. Most bands don't make it 20 years. This is 30 years. But this was this was 20 years ago. It just doesn't feel it like It does not feel like that like at that. all. It's crazy. No. In my crazy. head I
1: was I looked at 2000 and I was like Doing the math, and the math wasn't right. The math did not work out in my favor.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? you think about, like, 1980 to 2000. That's 20 years. Like, that's a fucking lifetime. Right. Right? Yeah. But 2000 to today? Seems like nothing. Yeah. That was a few years ago. It's insane. It's like half the time. Right, right.
1: time keeps feeling like it gets cut in half.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Well, on that note, should we listen through some of the songs?
2: (laughs) Yes. So this show is available on Apple Music, which means it's probably on Spotify and all the other streaming services. So October 22nd, 2000, Pearl Jam, Las Vegas. Here we go.
1: know how good that's gonna feel one day oh man don't even then walking across
2: the stage yeah yeah i've been thinking about that lately like dude we are in it right now we're still in this covid insanity but you know in a year or two a year or two everything's gonna be back to normal you know yeah maybe hopefully yeah (laughs) or we'll all be dead but you
3: know, well, I wasn't going uh, that way.
2: But <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. So we get Interstellar Overdrive. Yeah, really fun little clip. Which I, this always makes me laugh that they they play like what 15 seconds. Yeah, it's nothing of this. Pink. It's a Pink Floyd song. Mm-hmm. The Pink Floyd song is like 12 minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> and this is like one little tiny.
3: This little is not segment.
2: representative of. Yeah, this is not like. The whole song is not twelve minutes of what we just heard. No. It's like this sprawling. It's Big Floyd. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. Love it. It's kind of cool listening to this the last couple days, trying to <clears throat> put my headspace into the fact that, like, Corduroy, this song's only six years old at the at the time. Oh, right. You know? That's a good point. Um, and then as we get into, like, some of the binaural stuff is that shit's brand new. Yeah. So it's like this is this was a good this was a good uh, era to be listening to bootlegs because the old stuff is not that old and the new stuff sounds really fresh mm-hmm. and it's like we don't hear a lot of binaural stuff nowadays. Sure, that's true. So to hear to hear that newer stuff at the time sounds really cool twenty years later.
1: Yeah. It's it's I hadn't thought about that before. How close a song like Break or Fall actually was to Corduroy when you look back on it. Yeah. Right. Cause I think of those as so far apart
2: in my head, but they're not. Yeah, it feels it it feels like it's another you know, like thing. Time is so weird, man. Like I don't want to go on like a rant about time and Yeah, man. But it's like at the t- in two thousand you're like corduroy, oh that's an old song. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like it's not that old.
0: Right.
1: yeah, Mike, or whoever that is. Oh, that's Eddie.
2: could I was gonna say, is that Eddie? It's gotta be Eddie. It's gotta be cause that sounds like uh,
1: well, here we go. Oh, yeah, and then Mike comes in, in the left speaker.
2: should listen with headphones because like right there at that like outro you could really hear Eddie just ding 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 like in the it, real low in the background doing that third guitar yeah it reminds me of the um uh hovercraft that side project he did in the nineties yeah with his wife a lot of it sounds like that oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> this, uh yeah, then they played Get It Back. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> um, again, going back to uh, binaural, we yeah. get some Breaker Fall. Love this song. So, man, that scream. Listen to that voice. <laughs> All that weird guitar noise going on. Oh, over in Mike's side. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's doing all that
1: swirly Hendrix-y trippy fucking yeah. univibe shit or with a wall.
2: <laughs> oh, speaking Hendrix, I stumbled on a video of the Jimi Hendrix experience playing uh voodoo child in Maui. Uh-huh. And dude, the video—I don't know if this was like shot on film. It looks like it looks like it was shot last week. It was so cool. I don't know if I've seen just that. Just the—I'll have to send you a link. But the—it the, just was like, um, it was like crystal clear. Ah, uh,
1: dude, you gotta send me that.
2: Yeah, when I first started it, I thought it was like, uh, you know, like like some kids playing in a park. It was just so weird. And then I look and I'm like, oh, that's Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Like, th- this Fuck looks yeah. amazing.
1: God, I love Hendrix. Speaking of Hendrix. Mm hmm. I love how he'll just be straight, like channeling Hendrix, and then the next second he's adding that that Texas shit in there with the the Stevie Ray version of Hendrix. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's still him. And this is so, this is such Pink Floyd shit right here.
2: Yeah. Which I've like totally come around on this song. I didn't like this song when I first heard it. Oh, really? And I think because of the the Pink Floyd style influence. But now I just can like, if I'm in the right mood, I can sit back and be like, this is amazing. Yeah, I I mean,
1: it's not my favorite lyric, but I love this song.
2: Yeah well this is a jeff song right yeah yeah jeff songs are always just well just you weird. always know
1: they're jeff songs i think that's a good yeah, thing that right? too, yeah that too yeah
2: yeah but for me it's just mike it's just this is to me in my head this is a mike song so oh yeah just because of all the guitar stuff that he's, he's doing exercising in it.
1: some demons
3: <laughs>
2: But this goes to what I was saying about binaural. Are you going to talk are like- you going
1: to talk over his guitar solo now? <laughs> are you really? now that it's over continue are you there
2: yeah oh my god no what I was saying is just to like getting in the headspace of this is 2000 this is the binaural tour this is a brand new song and it sounds fucking killer
1: yeah it does it's that like you were saying it's it's fresh Yeah. They're still excited about it.
2: Those bass, bass, drum, bass, the bass drum notes. <laughs> yeah. He is He is just hitting that bass drum right here. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, that, that bass drum just really stood out to me on this version for some reason. I don't know if he still plays it that way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure lately. it's always been that way. Okay. Maybe
1: Maybe not. I
2: I, I don't know. It I just stuck. It stuck ones. out to me.
1: Yeah. It drives it. Yeah. Especially since you have the whole band doing the that right. dramatic fall. Yeah. They're all doing kind of the same thing, with Mike just hanging out on top of it. You know. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's so, just so blatant to hear uh, Mike's influence on me in the sense that um, I, whether I just naturally tended toward this or it was because of listening to people like him and Hendrix, but my, I was one of those guitar players that I wanted to get a new guitar pedal, but I didn't really want to use it for what it was made for. I wanted to see how fucked up it could get right and like learn how to make that musical and that that whole song is that noise Mm -hmm. and melody and vibe and sloppiness um I don't know I I didn't realize how that's kind of one of my things as a guitar player it's weird to be sitting here and listen to it and going holy shit I've learned so much from these dudes you know
2: yeah well and that's I mean it's cool that you wanna do that because there's, you know, a hundred guitar players every day that can play all these r- songs in a normal way. Right. So you're if you're trying to do something different and still make it sound musical, that's yeah. I don't you know, see why that's you how you wouldn't, wouldn't want to do that. That's it, how though. it Right. Yeah. We should mention. I don't think we said said set this up, but we're not list- We're not listening to the entire show. We're kind of no. sk- skipping through.
1: Yeah, this is a playlist uh, brought selections by Brad
2: Blazek. Mm, hmm. Yeah, I just picked out some that like really stuck out to me. I dig it. I would have picked the
1: exact, almost the exact same list.
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah,
1: I like that you even I, was, Evenfl- I was, because we don't actually... I mean, we've <laughs> talked about it in listening to shows before, but it's been yeah. a while since we just picked that out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's its a pretty great version. Barn burner? Mike's, Oh, man. Mike's solo is... We'll get to it, but it's awesome.
1: This is a solid version of Given to Fly, though. Mm-hmm. It's not... You know, Given to Fly isn't one of those they songs were... that has a bunch of changes or different live versions or whatever, but yeah. this is a good
2: performance. I think um, the anxiety and uh, intensity of the band, kind of knowing this was a special date, really kick you know, lit a fire under for that sure. Because the whole the whole show is is pretty great.
1: I'm not going to lie, man. I'm I'm super psyched about listening to Evenflow. It's going to be great, Mm -hmm. but I can't fucking wait to get to Crown of Thorns.
2: Yeah, that too.
1: It's still so funny me, to me because I don't listen to even flow live that often.
3: Or, right. Or like so or fast. seek it
1: out necessarily. Yeah. It, it's I still have like the Dave Abrazeez recorded version tempo in my head. Yeah. Which is faster than the record version. And then there's right. these versions that it's just like, whoa. <laughs> just <the> turbo, <laughs> I mean,
2: turbo. I mean, I love charge. it. It's yeah. a bit
1: of a like a
2: head turner, you know. It's funny because uh, Eddie was—he uh, said something about here's a here's a, a song we've only played twice, and then, oh, before and then this they one? kick into e- e- yeah, yeah. 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 Mike's tone—that's yeah. another thing I've noticed in a lot of these songs. Just the tone of his guitar is so crazy.
1: Well, and it's very like it. His tone sounded like this in that binaural kind of right era, because his tone doesn't sound like that any, anymore.
2: No, that's what I was. It's a thinking. lot brighter. Is there? And, it's so hard to talk about sound you know yeah but I don't I don't know there's just that like he's got this
1: this era is a very like a lot of Les Paul a lot of it's a very warm blues rock kind of tone where it doesn't have a ton of edge actually it's very round right and like very sustaining like he can hold one note out and it's just like you know what I mean
2: um, yeah, totally. And you're, you're good s- at talking about sound. You like you can describe what I'm trying to think, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say, way better than I can say it. Yeah, this is because this is all I think about. <laughs> all right, here we go. Turn this up. <laughs>
1: Man, sometimes when they do that that transition out of the solo, it just feels mm-hmm. like, are they going to come back in together? And then they do. <laughs> right? It's like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, they nail
2: it. Yeah. That, that, what we just listened to, that's my argument against going to take a piss during Even Flow. Agreed. Now, was he playing like a like a cream song or something at the very end there that do 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 isn't I that from I, I wasn't something listening for it. it or it's just him riffing on an old song but it, it reminds me of some like you know late 60s rock song well i mean that's kind of
1: that's mike yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, Mike is yeah. if he's anything. He kind of throws 60s everything.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. let's so, just
1: um, let's listen to this guy. Yeah. Blazing, uh, that version of that song clocked in at seven minutes and 17 seconds. Uh, a skill of one to ten. How hard was it for you to not talk for that long? Oh, dude, (laughs) that was a 10. Uh, I figured, man, were you just in there biting your lip? Kind of, yeah, Speaking
0: of people to thank, uh, not to mention our crew has been with us for uh, mostly. All of them for the last 10 years. Also, this guy, Brennan O'Brien. He's helped us make some Hey, yo. Playing tonight. I got the cape.
2: Yeah, this is pre boom. Oh,
1: right. Crazy. Now, why'd you put this
2: song on here? <laughs> Black? <laughs> 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 Well, this Crown of Thorns into Black into the Elvis cover, this all happened mm-hmm. it, during the encore. And I'm like, that's pretty great. That's pretty, yeah. I agree. But I'm going to take the time to talk over Black to talk about Crown of Thorns and say all the things I wanted to say while that was playing. Do it. Uh, no, just a super special moment for the band and for the fans you know Eddie talked about just like Stone and Jeff and kind of thanking them for for bringing him in you know and like trusting him yeah and then to shout out their past they play this song you know they pull Oh Crown of Thorns right it was just a really cool moment
1: well and it just shows you too just the the strength of a band, and or a song, I mean, like some bands are so cool or so good they can just like get away with um, doing. Because like the whole idea of a cover is that a song is so strong that lots of other people can do it and even do it in different ways, and it's still a great right. song. You know, it's not dependent yeah. on just that singer singing it right even though andy yeah god it's fucking great but when yeah. you hear pearl jam go into the moment for me anyway is every time they kind of do the intro thing and then they finally dump into the i guess the verse part where you you first hear the bum 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 like those chord changes
3: mm-hmm. and that
1: ride cymbal's going and then when his vocal yeah. comes in singing Andy's melody, it's just like my heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You can just like <laughs> yeah. really feel it, you know? Yeah.
2: But it's also... Yeah, and
1: you know... Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. No you. Go
2: ahead. <laughs> no, you. go ahead.
1: You're just making more edit points for me. <laughs> That's all you're doing.
2: <laughs> no, I was just going to say, the way my crazy brain works... Like, I go into, like, the alternate reality of, like, well, what if Andy hadn't passed away? And ten years later, this is Andy in Mother Love Bone playing this song. Right. Yeah, it's weird, man. you can you hold a note can you hold a note like that fuck no
1: for that long well i mean How i could hold do that? a note for I that mean- long but can i make it fill a fucking room like that <laughs> even without a pa that's the kind of voice he has you know
2: yeah Well, and the fact that he keeps singing the next line, yeah, yeah, like seemingly without taking a breath. Oh, he didn't. He ain't taking a breath.
1: <laughs> he can't. I don't think he does that. Like circular breathing.
2: What is that? Is that like inward singing? That <laughs> uh,
1: is where you like can kind of. Uh, I might have gotten the exact term wrong, but where you can basically be breathing out, meaning singing a note, but be taking in air at the same
2: time. Hmm. Have you ever heard inward singing from Tenacious D? Yeah. Jack Black' face basically does that. Yeah. And now I'm fucking breathing, and I'm. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could do it. Me too. All right, we're talking. We're talking over the best part of the song.
1: That's cool shit.
2: I love the keys. Yeah. is that a certain type of keyboard or is it a certain like setting to make it sound like that?
1: Uh, that's a specific that kind of like keyboard. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know my keyboards like I do guitars, but I right. imagine he's got some sort of Hammond Leslie type organ up there is what he's playing.
2: It's just, it sounds so cool underneath what mike's doing
1: oh for sure well those keys bring that kind of trippy vibe to it it kind of adds right to it, you
2: know exactly
0: it's an attempt just because of the uh, geographical location and uh the only other place we tried it was in memphis and uh
1: I love the original of this song. Me too. It's always been one of my favorite. I don't know why.
2: It's just like a simple love song. Yeah. You know? It's Elvis.
1: Yeah. Like, since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, the first time I heard it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I just like, too, that, like, uh, they played this before i think it's 93 or 94 in vegas with with an elvis impersonator and it's that's
3: right
2: yeah it's fun it's kind of a funny moment but like this time they're more serious and like going for it and they fucking kill it of course You know, I hear Eddie singing this song and singing these words, and now I understand the stalker like driving her car into his house. What do you mean? Cause just <laughs> like I'm listening to this How song, does and I'm like, I love this song. I make you
1: understand this- driving a car <laughs> into his house. I, I'm, I love Eddie Vedder. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe next time, just say that. Don't go on air talking about driving your car into a man's house that's already had some crazy person drive a car into his fucking house. I'm just saying I I can I can relate. That was amazing. <laughs> you know, listening to this Elvis cover really makes me understand I I that can't. woman that drove a ho- a car into Eddie's house. That's all I'm saying. I just I, I get it. Well,
2: I mean I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying. I can relate. You're saved by
1: mankind right now. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I can't believe it. I really like this song now.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm glad. I really glad. like it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's just fun. I mean, it's not
1: great. But it's fun. I, I do. I do actually like it now.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, you get little Eddie in the background there. Yeah. Little backup Eddie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt just killing it on the drums. Yeah, dude. Oh, this uh, I should have mentioned earlier. This is available. The entire show is a uh, bootleg on YouTube, but it's got this official audio underneath. So it's uh, it's it's not, you know, what do you call it? It's not pro shot, but it's pretty good worth checking out yeah and uh stone is wearing i don't know if he wears it through the whole show but he's wearing when he comes out for the beginning of the show he's wearing this like cowboy hat real like narrow cowboy hat. i remember those days yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's a fun song. There's uh they don't play it that that much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The banger closer. Let me get yes, my favorite, my all-time favorite encore close closer. Yeah, I get it, Ed. Yeah, dude. <laughs>
1: I I can't hear that part of the song without seeing that backstage footage where he does that scream, like they're kind of running it in the back. You know what I'm talking about?
2: No, no. Where
1: he does that yeah scream? Oh, dude, backstage you,
2: though. I'm, I'm dude, having. I'm a pretty sure it's Pearl backstage. Jam brain fart.
1: Maybe I am, but I'm pretty sure it's. It's them. I mean, this is we're talking Eddie, baseball cap backwards, real long hair. This is like, yeah, ten era Yum. Eddie, right? Still kind of like goofy and and whatever. <laughs> and they're just kind of running the song. I think in the back, and he does that scream. I don't know. I'll find it and send it to you.
2: Okay. Well, it's just funny that you bring up ten era. I i love that they used to play this back then oh yeah and they've consistently closed with it over the years
1: they're the reason i learned this song like learning the yeah or whatever and stuff yeah That's so weird and cool.
2: Well, because like in the song, this isn't in the Who version. This isn't a guitar, right? Right. Yeah. And the beginning part is some weird synthesizer. Yeah. He's yeah he's thing going on. Mike's
1: comping all the. Mike yeah. Stone comp and all the, kind of keys parts.
2: Yeah, that's. I mean, that song is such a great, like, crowd. It gets the crowd so hyped up. For sure. Just those, just those power chords.
1: Well, it's so important. I feel like it's so important for a band like Pearl Jam to have. I think that's what the power of a lot of their. Um, covers is that their music can tend to be really heavy and i don't mean in sound necessarily i i mean subject matter emotionally um and these covers like baba bring these kind of like palate cleanser moments to the shows where right you know they might have just done a run of some really heavy hitters which they tend to do. And then it's kind of nice to go, go into like a Baba type cover that's okay, I'm just going to sit here and like kind of dance and sing along and let my brain mm-hmm. go a little bit before I, right. you know, before they hit me with like black or, right. <laughs> yeah, or do the evolution or blood or whatever it is, you know. I like how they build that kind of those kind of moments in there. Mm hmm. Otherwise, you couldn't make it through a Pearl Jam show emotionally, right? (laughs) You just like walk out of there holding your chest. (laughs) You know what I mean, like
2: (laughs) ravaged emotionally. So, yeah, I don't know. No, there's definitely a release when you hear them play Bob O'Reilly. Yeah, lightens lightens it up because the song. I mean, the yeah, the song is just it's so like lyrically too. It's so like uplifting. For sure, you know it's me, me and you against the world, and don't look back. We're just gonna move forward. Yeah,
1: that's a good way to end the show. Actually, I love
2: that. Mm-hmm. Look what happened yeah. there, man.
1: <laughs> that was fun, man. Thanks for putting together that playlist. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a great show. The whole thing is is great, and it's just a special moment in Pearl Jam history. So as we, as we come close. I wonder what this year would have been for them. I wonder if they would have done something, you know, for the 30 years. I know.
1: They'll figure out but. a way to do it out, you know. They'll yeah. figure out some creative way to kind of go back and celebrate the 30 maybe. Pearl
2: Jam Pearl Jam 31. Exactly. Yeah, next, right. next next fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: Uh, all right, man, let's get out of here. All right. Cool. Uh if you'd like to email the show The email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Say hey on social media. And if you'd like to support the show, head over to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash singlepodcasttheory. Until next time, I'm Brad
2: Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek saying some things are meant to be. It's just like us, Brad. Just meant to be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My little sweetie. (laughs) Love you.
1: Love you. Bye.